dear brothers and sisters, it's another wonderful opportunity that God has given us to share in the beauty and the power of his word. The word of God that is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. And this is where we meet to encourage each other with the daily inspirations that are drawn from the word of God. These inspirations are meant to encourage us when we are feeling down, to challenge us when we are walking out of the way and to remain faithful to our calling and to our to, to our calling as children of God, to our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am fine, I'm born again. God has been faithful and gracious. I have seen his love and kindness and faithfulness guiding me and being together with me step by step all the way. Glory be to God. We start another topic today, and the topic that we are going to be looking into this week is testing God. What does the scripture say about testing God? What is it, What does it mean to test God? What is it all about? That is what we are going to be exploring the whole of this week. Instances where we find ourselves putting the Lord our God into the test. And I know when I mention that, it reminds you of the third temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ, where the devil told him, why don't you bow down and worship me? And having shown him all the glories of the, of the earth, of the world, the powers that be, he told him, all this will be given to you. And I like reminding believers that Jesus did not deny that the devil had, was given that. He only said, you shall not test the Lord your God. So in other words, there are some things, no matter how much you try, they have an honor. That is why he did not uh, fail to, to call the devil the prince of this world. There are some things you try and you realize it is like what we call, uh, it's a stronghold. You try, nothing is working because some things have been given an honor, but it's for a short time. He has the, 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 the ability and the influence to exercise power. But let me tell you that in Christ Jesus, believers are more than conquerors in him. Amen. So what does it mean to test God? Testing God, and I know many times we know of people who take advantage of our goodness. These are people who, who are our friends. They are very close to us. And many times they know that uh, they will, they, you know, that they decide out of their own volition that they are going to do something that will hurt us. And then they will come later and apologize. These are the people who take advantage of our goodness. I know so-and-so is a soft person. I know so-and-so will understand. They do something, they intend, they know you'll not be happy with it. They will hurt you. But their justification is that after we do this, we shall come later and apologize. And let me tell you that that is how many of us treat God. We go to God, we do things that are not light in the presumption that we shall come back later and apologize or maybe be able to repent. That is called testing the Lord your God. Another example is where God is not your end. You just use God as a means to an end. And you know so many people who are as long as things are down, things are difficult. Oh, they're the best of believers. They will serve God with all it takes. You will find them in church. They are seeking God. They are praying every morning, trying to, you know, to, trying to, to ask God to, 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 to show them uh, the, the, the way and even to come through for them. But immediately the blessing comes, you'll never find them again in church. God is not an end in himself. He is just a means to an end. That is again another way that we find ourselves testing God. There are so many ways that we take God for granted in our lives. 
I like telling people, I know you, you, you've been told that God should be our number one. I agree. But beyond number one, God should be the reason of all our priorities. The scripture says that he is the alpha and the omega. In other words, he should be your number, in the number one and he should also be found in the last thing. And you know that is what we do. Hey, we pray God when we are starting a, a, a meeting. We let, Let's start with a word of prayer. We pray, we seek God. But you know something? God will not be found anywhere in the course of that meeting. Not even in the end. Unless you are saying let's end with a word of prayer. God should be a reason of all our priorities. He should not only be our number one. He should be found in the middle. He should also be found in the end. We should never test the Lord our God. When you start something, you think that God, you know, God will bless you or will find you as you go along the way. No, God should be the reason of all our beginnings. In the beginning, God. He should be the beginning. And when all is said and done, God, you know, in other words, he should not just the beginning, he should be found in the middle and he should also be found in the end. How many times do we start projects that we have not prayed about telling ourselves that it's okay, we shall seek God somewhere along the way. I like telling people that if God is not in the loot, don't look for him in the fruits because he will not be found there. If God is not God of all, he is not God at all. And our idea should be our lives and everything we have should be soaked in a God. God should be found in every area and in every breath of our lives. He should be, he should be the God of everything. In which ways are you guilty of testing God? Either because you just start something and then you call him to come and bless it. Is God the reason why you started that business? Is God the business the, the reason why you took that job? Is God the reason why you in that why you in that relationship? Is God the God of all? Is God the reason why you started that ministry? Or is God just another means to an end? We put the Lord our God to the test. When we do not give ourselves completely to him in the things that we should do, that, that we do, but we get him just somewhere along the way to come and bless the things that we are doing. That is the topic that we shall be exploring the, in the course of this week. I want us to remind us of the word of Jesus to the enemy, that is to Satan, in the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse 12. This is what the Lord Jesus told the devil. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Are you guilty of putting the Lord our God to the test? We shall be exploring this topic this week through numerous examples in the scriptures. There is what we can call positive testing of God. And there is also what we can call negative or wicked testing of God. In which case we set ourselves for failure and for untold agony and pain. May God help us. Let us pray even as we commence this study together. And I believe that the Lord will speak to us and encourage us. Lord, we are grateful because of your loving kindness and faithfulness. You have preserved us and you have taken care of us. And your faithfulness has brought us this far. We can surely join what the scripture says in saying that you are Ebenezer. Thus far, the Lord has brought us. As we go through this week, we entrust ourselves to your hands. We pray for your guidance, your lordship, and your protection. We ask you to bless the work of our hands and to establish everything 
that we shall give ourselves to do. Even as we discuss this topic of testing God, we pray for insight. We pray for wisdom and the understanding that comes from you. That, Lord, you may fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us insights of knowing what it means to test God and how we should not participate in this testing. We entrust ourselves to your love and to your care. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm grateful that you joined me this morning and you became part of this uh, inspiration. And uh, I do not take it for granted. God bless you and have yourself a beautiful day. Thank you.